This is Leader Worth Following with Matt Mizell, right here on Vertical Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode of Leader Worth Following. My name is Matt Mizell, and on this show, we talk all about leadership, but not just any leadership, quality leadership, godly leadership, Christ-like leadership. There's a lot of leaders out there, but just because somebody is a leader doesn't automatically mean they're a good leader. Just because somebody's a boss, a CEO, a team captain, a business owner, or even a pastor, or somebody with a fancy title, that doesn't automatically make them a great leader. And just because somebody's a Christian doesn't automatically mean they're a great leader either. So what makes a great leader? Well, a great leader is somebody who understands how to be a servant. A great leader is someone who understands how to put others first. A great leader is someone who must first become a great follower. And who better to follow than the greatest leader of all time? Today, an estimated 3.78 billion people follow Jesus, making him the most influential leader in the history of the world. In this show, we will chat with some of the best leaders anywhere. Some will be local leaders, whereas others will be recognized worldwide. Some are business owners, others will be authors, influencers, pastors, or other types of leaders who understand not only how to lead, but how to lead well in a godly and Christ-honoring way. In each episode of this show, we will get to know a new leader each week as we dive into the backstory of their successes, failures, tips, and lessons these leaders have learned to help us navigate how we too can learn how to become a leader worth following. If you or someone you know is interested in being featured in an upcoming episode, or if you want to sponsor a show, or if you want to listen to archives of past episodes, you can find all that information at leaderworthfollowing.com. Today's guest is the co-founder and owner of an organization called Planning Center Online. Planning Center provides software that helps churches run more effectively. I have personally used Planning Center's software for over a decade myself, and if you happen to work for a church, more than likely you too have heard of Planning Center or even used their company because over 50,000 churches use their services worldwide. The owner is somebody that I met and became friends with while I was living in San Diego, and I love his passion for building the kingdom of God by helping other churches win. He has staff who work all over the country, so he's had to figure out not only how to lead them, but how to lead them well in a remote type of environment. The owner is one of the most compassionate, genuine, and Christ-like business owners I have ever met. So I'm pleased to introduce to you tonight's guest on Leader Worth Following, introducing Jeff Berg. Hey, thanks for having me on. We were just talking earlier before we started the show about how uh, we used to play ping pong in California together, and uh, I'm pretty sure that I've got a lot of more wins well, I was going to say I've got a little more wins than you, but that's probably not true. I think with your special paddle that you keep under lock and key, you probably have more wins for ping pong than I do. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, you, can, you can buy all the best equipment, but it doesn't make you any more better of a player. Well, in your case, you have good equipment and you're a, a really good player. So that's I'm, good I'm for you. I'm okay in the office. We have uh, other people who are just amazing and just well, work me like no other. I, I think I've beat you a couple times in, in my experience. But you mentioned the office and I mentioned a second ago that you're the founder and owner of a company called Planning Center. Most people listening on Vertical Radio right now have no idea what that is. So give a little bit of a background and let us know what Planning Center is all about. We make software for churches. So churches need the ability to accept online giving, to uh, coordinate their volunteers, to coordinate small groups, event registrations, just their whole people database, their facilities. And we're a centralized software for them to do all of that. Um, And really, we started this company back in 2006. Uh, Me and the rest of my leadership team, Jeff Spillman and Aaron Stewart, we all worked for the same church 
Um, and we experienced problems in terms of planning the weekend service and making sure that went off without a hitch. And that's kind of how Planning Center was birthed. So you were on staff at a church in an in a different position, like a ministry type of position? Yeah. So I was in charge of graphics and web. So uh, we had a website and we had graphics and I was in charge of our church management system um, at the time, which was a different software. Which I would suppose will leave anonymous since you're probably a competitor to that system now. <laughs> that is correct. And I don't want to bash anyone if I say anything bad, anything bad about it. <laughs> so so on while you're on staff at another church, you realize there's deficiencies and, and you said, I just want to go ahead and start a better solution to the problems that we're experiencing and you just did it? You just started it? Yeah. So we actually, we didn't do everything that we did do now. Back then we started just around worship planning and volunteer scheduling. And so that's Aaron, Aaron Stewart was a director of music. Jeff Spillman was a director of audio visual and I was a director of graphics and web. And we all sat in a meeting every week to plan out the weekend service. And we'd have to come out and update three three Excel spreadsheets, an access database, a website, photocopy music, burn CDs of the music, copy those, distribute those out like by driving them around. And this was 2006. Technology was beginning to pick up and people were learning about this web 2.0 type thing. And I'm like, oh, maybe I can use some of this technology to help the church. Yeah. And it worked out. So that's fascinating to me because oftentimes when people are trying to start a new company, uh, what people are told is just find a problem that exists and find a solution for it. And then boom, you have a company idea. And that's exactly what you did. You didn't want to drive CDs anymore of burned CDs. It's funny you even say burned CDs. I don't even, I don't even think my kids have any idea. Nobody knows what burn CDs are if you're, you know, 20 or under at this point. Yeah, there, There's no way my kids would know what burning a CD is. <laughs> yeah. So how did that work? Did you did you keep your job at the church at the time or did you just full, you know, cold turkey quit? How, how was that transition like? Yeah. So previous to starting planning center, I actually created some other applications for my church and my church owns those. Um, they don't use them anymore, but they own those. And uh, I wanted to make this on my own time. So I started doing this on my own, own time uh, with the permission from leadership at the church. And um, I spent nights and weekends. My daughter was born right around then. So I used a lot of my paternity leave to uh, develop it and uh, just spent as much time as I could. And then as revenue for Planning Center increased, I gradually decreased my hours at the church. That's awesome. What's cool for me, Jeff, is that, you know, I've been in vocational ministry for, gosh, about 12 years now or so. And as long as I have been in ministry, I have been using your products. I've been using Planning Center. And so I don't even know ministry outside of having a world that has planning center in it. And what you're describing as far as having to distribute CDs and having to, to create a collaboration with Excel documents, I've never known a world like that. Thanks to your, uh, what, what you do with planning center and, and you continue to grow. You, you said it was just uh, something that you started off small and you continue to grow with a bunch of different apps, but there's probably several people out there that are very familiar with what you do because almost every church that I talk to uses planning center. Yeah, we have almost, I think, over 60,000 churches now use our software. Holy cow. 
Last time you and I spoke about it, you were around 35, maybe 40,000. Yeah. And now you're up to 60,000 churches. Yeah. And this is worldwide, right? Worldwide, yeah. Not just not just the United States. Yeah, worldwide. Some of our applications only work in the United States and Canada, mainly giving and registrations because they deal with money. That's awesome. Um, and we want to make sure that we're always following the laws around dealing with money. So we have to do a lot of investigation before we open up to a new country. And you have people that are that are that work remotely, that work all over the country as well, right? Yeah, so our company is kind of unique that way is that most of our company is remote. Um, we have about 96 people, I think, on staff right now, and maybe 30 of them live in the area of where our office is. Um, on a typical day, there's probably about 15 people in the office. On Friday, there's like maybe nine um, I only go into the office twice a week, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so yeah. Describing, you know, this staff that you've got 96 people, 30 of which are local, the rest, uh, you know, 60 plus people or so that are, that are remote. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think through the logistics of how you lead and how you organize that. Talk a little bit about the structure as far as how you've got leadership set up so you can manage 96 people when most of them are virtual or not local, I guess. Yeah, so our biggest th thing about this is having small teams focused on specific problems. So for our development teams, which is a bulk of our company, is product development programmers, designers, product managers. They are working together in teams about five to six people. And they focus on one of our products, and that's all they do. So the product manager manages all the people on the team, and they have a very, very tight focus on doing that work. And honestly, when you're in that small of, team, of a team working together, if someone's not being able to work well or something like that, it comes up, and we're able to talk about it and to address it. And there's a lot more camaraderie than if you're in a team of 20 or 30 people. Yeah, that totally makes sense. The smaller team is easier to not just manage, but also get to know the, the people that are on that team. You mentioned, Jeff, camaraderie. Uh, as a third-party, unbiased outsider looking into your company at times, I feel like you guys do one of the best jobs I've ever seen in creating unity and fun, camaraderie, um, kind of a family focus. You have different events that you do throughout the year to build your teams. Talk a little bit about what you do and why you do that to create that team bonding. A big part of this is why. So we have three things that we focus on at Planning Center. We love our churches, we love our team, and we love our products. And this middle part is we love our team. And uh, to do that, we're really committed to our team. So our hiring process is very long. We make sure that People who come on board are people who are excited to be on our team, who are qualified, and who can get things done, um, who, who have the discipline to do things. And once someone's on our team, we're committed to helping them and working with them. And we know that people go through ups and downs during life of where things just are going great and then they're not going well. And your work product productivity is going to follow that same pattern. And we're okay with that. And we're accepting of that. 
Um, we just want open and honest communication. And if something goes on too long, we want to help work with you to resolve those types of things. So we're really invested in a very personal level into our um, into our staff. And it's hard because sometimes like we want to make sure we don't overstep our boundaries because there is a work life difference. Like, but we're here to support them. So um some of the things that we do is that we have very flexible schedules. If you need to kick out to go see um, your kids play or play soccer or something like that, go ahead and do it. Like we trust you to do the right thing and to make up the hours when you need to and all of that type of stuff. And we do a lot of things based off of trust and that really helps to build uh, the team dynamic and build their trust in us, which Trust is such a circular thing. So the more trust we show them, the more trust they show us. And it really helps to build their love of the company and what we do. And then on top of that, uh, we just have really good perks, I guess, um, in terms of we cover full uh, health insurance, dental, dental uh, vision. Um, what else do we do? Uh, we... We do have these remote weeks uh, four times a year where we bring all of our company together for a week to um, make sure that they can have face-to-face time with each other because it's easy uh, to get upset with someone over a text message like, oh, man. But if you've actually had like been able to sit and like have a conversation and a couple meals with that person, sometimes you're like, oh, wait, no, I know that person. I know how they talk. I know how they act. They're not meaning this as abrasive as it's coming across right now. And it really helps to smooth over some of those uh, digital relationships that our company has being located all over the country. Yeah, I would guess that'd be one of the harder things to, to navigate. Or maybe not the hard, one of the harder ones, but to be sensitive to that, that, you know, 80% of communication is, is, you know, nonverbal. So when you're dealing with emails and text messages and chat rooms and all that, there's a lot that I'm, I'm guessing could be misconstrued along the way and be able to iron that out. Um, I'm sure you've had to learn the hard way as you went. Oh, yeah. Uh, so having those in-person relationships and honestly, emojis, emojis help so much. That's interesting. Uh, One of the things that has always been striking to me as well, Jeff, about planning centers that you guys have an incredibly low turnover. There's there's only what you could probably count on one hand, two hands, maybe the number of people that have ever left your company since what, 14 years that you've been around. Is that still accurate? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do people stick around so much? I mean, 10 people and you got 96, but in 14 years, that's roughly one person, less than one person a year that would that would leave your company for one reason or another. That's incredible retention. Why do you think people stick around? I think it's because we just all love what we're doing. And I, just like any other company, everyone has good times and bad times. But we're honest and we acknowledge those. And we're like, oh, man, this is a good time. This is a bad time. And um, if someone's if something's not working out, we take it personally and say, is there a way we can make this better? Is there a way we can handle this? Um, there's not like an HR department that goes around and like make sure that people are doing things the same way. Like we have a lot of flexibility in our work for people to work the way that works best for them. 
And then also just having that work-life balance and giving people the time off and making them take the time off. Like uh, one thing is that we, we have our vacation time. If you don't use your vacation time after so much, you forfeit your vacation time. We will not let that happen. We will not let you not take that time off. We, we will start making you take time off if you get close to uh, for, forfeiting vacation. And that's because we, you need to take breaks. You need to disassociate from work. And uh, when people are on breaks, we make sure that they um, do not log into our software. They don't check in. We don't want to hear from them. I, I tell everyone, when you're on vacation, you are not to communicate with us at all. And if you do, you are in trouble. Um, we take it very seriously. I hope you're not on vacation right now, Jeff. I am not on vacation right now. <laughs> okay. We also do a sabbatical every five years. So every five years, everyone gets a full month off. Um, wow. And that month must be taken consecutively. It has to be one full month off. And we encourage people to take the full uh, time off and to, again, totally disconnect. Many of our people will add on an extra week or two of vacation on top of that so that they're gone for a month and a half. Wow. You know, I've, I've heard of many other companies that offer vacation, great vacation packages and benefits, but I don't know if I've ever heard of another company that says, we have a use it or lose it policy, but we're going to force you to use it. You know, I, I think that's, that's admirable that you, you respect your employees enough and the downtime enough to say, look, we're going to hold you accountable to this uh, for, you know, it's, it's good for you. It's good for your emotional health and, and, you're uh, being able to, to be re rejuvenated and refreshed and then to hold them accountable of you don't sign on. We don't want you to sign on. We don't want you to respond. I mean, that's a whole other dynamic of bosses saying, oh, you can have your time off. But if I need to call you, I get to I'm going to get a hold of you, you know. Well, and I would like to say that this is all very selfless and what we do for them. But there's a benefit to us. The benefit to us is, number one, if you're away from work and you totally disconnect, when you come back, you're actually more engaged. You're more ready to, to like to have those breaks uh, really helps uh, our retention. And that's kind of where we started on this is how do we keep our employees on for so long? And that's getting into these rhythms of like work isn't the most important part of your life. That's that's OK. Like we 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 don't want it to be. And we want to make sure that when you're not working you are not working and we're, we're not bugging you after hours unless it's a critical emergency. Um, I, I get on people when I see them on our chat software at night. I'm like, Hey, like you better not be working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're on there at night as well. So maybe they should get to say it right back to you. <laughs> I try to avoid it. Like I, I, it's hard because like, I mean, there's, Many of our people at our work, including myself, are workaholics. We love what we do. We love uh, making software for our customers. And so it's hard to detach, especially if you're solving a problem. And sometimes it's okay to work late. Like, hey, I'm going to work late. I'm going to solve this. It's in my head. I can get it done. Tomorrow, I'm going to not start till 10. Okay, cool. Just let your manager know. Well, and what you're describing is a, a, a good, healthy balance where if, if somebody is working late, they're not robbing their family per se by working early the next morning. If you work late, 
then then come in late. So it's not only is it fair to a planning center, but it's also being fair to their family members that you know they're they're not they're not uh, spending so much time at work where they're being robbed at home. Yeah. Uh, so so not only is it beneficial to you to your company, but it's also beneficial. You're you're creating more stable families at home, and I'm sure there's many spouses that are thankful for the way that you lead your staff. Oh, hopefully we're. We, we really and we we really love our um, our employees families and so like when we do swag so we do swag a couple times a year of like t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that and we make sure that every time there's always something for the spouse in the swag and then usually there's something for the kids there too uh, just to make sure that they know that we're thinking about them and we're we're trying to purposefully involve them in what's going on. And uh, actually, another thing that's special about our remote weeks is one remote week, we actually invite the spouse to come out with their um, with the employee. And if they want, they can bring their kids. But we have a night of, hey, here's what your spouse did here at Planning Center. Because a lot of the times it's like, man, uh mm you work all day. I don't have an idea of what you do. <laughs> like coding is kind of like nebulous in that way of like, what, what do you guys actually do when you're, when you're, when you're working? And so we're able to do that and to celebrate it. Mm. And also for the spouse to meet the employees. Oh man, I hear you talking about Chris all the time. Who, who is it? Oh, here's Chris. Oh, cool. Great to meet you. I hear so much about you helps to build those connections. Yeah. Jeff, there's so many things that I want to get more into. Uh, we got to take a quick break. So we're going to take a quick break and then come right back because I got more questions to dig into. This is Jeff and Matt uh, talking about Planning Center out in California. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leader Worth Following with Matt Mizell right here on Vertical Radio. All right, welcome back to Vertical Radio. This is Matt Mizell on Leader Worth Following. And today we are talking to Jeff Berg, who is the founder and owner of a company called Planning Center, which equips churches around the world. And Jeff, you said you have something like 60,000 churches or so around the world that use your software? That's correct. That's amazing. That's a lot of churches. Uh, that that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of different denominations, a lot of different styles of churches that use your software. So I love that you're you're helping, you're serving the, the capital C church, you know, the, the big, the kingdom, you know, not just one particular church, you're serving the church, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's our goal. That, that's something that we're so thankful to be able to do every day. Well, and there's so few uh, opportunities. Well, maybe, maybe that's not the case, but I was, what I was going to say is that there's so few opportunities. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor of a local church in the Four Corners area. But it's just my particular congregation. Now, granted, people listening right now perhaps go to all sorts of different churches. Uh, but to be able to do something that serves the in, in worldwide church, the movement of Jesus Christ is just amazing. Uh, I, I can't imagine the job satisfaction that you must get knowing that you're helping hundreds of thousands, if not millions of congregation members. And you're building the church in a, in a non, you know, I was going to say a non-ministry type of way. It's just a it's a different type of ministry. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it, it, it's super satisfying. It, it brings joy. And then we always in our chat room post like comments from our customers uh, a couple times a day. Some, one of the support agents will post like some of our customers just praising us and like thankful and saying how it changed, 
how they do ministry and it's just amazing. Yeah. And a lot of what you do is you just create effective solutions where you're saving people time and you're, you know, and I can say that as one of the users of your products, like we use multiple apps uh, with our church and, and you just save so much time for us and just make it uh, a lot easier for people that are non-coding people (laughs) to be able to engage in ways that just simply make sense. So you mentioned something before the break, Jeff, Uh, you said, you said three things that stuck out to me. You said, Number one, we love our we love our churches. You said we love our team and we love our products. And so, what I wanted to ask you: Did you put those three statements in that particular order? Is there reasoning? We love our churches, our team, and our products. With products of what you're offering last on that list? Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's definitely a reason for the order. Um, and kind of, I'd like to explain each one a little bit. Like, we love our churches. Churches are our market. They are the only people that we really market to. We do have people outside of churches who use our software. We're not going to reject their money, but we're also not going to change our software to better suit them. So if they can use our software without um, without needing any changes, they're more than welcome to do so. Um, that being said, even though we only serve churches, not all of our staff are Christians. We have people all throughout the different uh, walks of their faith journey. And we're happy to be able to be alongside there. And we feel like the diversity helps us make better products. It, and it's been really great um, to, to serve churches and to be so hyper-focused on them um, because it brings joy personally to me uh, as being a, a Christian and someone who, who really enjoys helping ministers do more with less. Um, the second thing is we love our team. We went over that. Um, and then the third thing is, is we love our products and the products are what, uh, we produce for our churches. Each of our products is a different, um, we call them check-ins or people or services. Um, and we have eight of them and they're just, uh, each of our teams can focus on one of those products and all of our, um, all of our teams, our team members are dedicated to one product each, and uh, they really like having the focus and being able to do that. What, what strikes me about this, Jeff, is that I think a lot of companies would reverse the order and say, we love our products, and then we'd love our churches. But you're saying, or our customers, I guess they could say, um, you're flipping it, and you're saying people, and you said this at, right at the very beginning, that people matter a lot. Uh, but but why is it that people are a higher priority for you than even your product or the bread and butter of what you offer? Our customers are the people that inform us the most about what we need to do and what we don't uh, need to do. One thing about we love our churches is actually that middle word, our. We focus on only the churches who have already subscribed to our products. Those are the people who we listen to the most and we make sure that we care for them, which is very opposite many software and many other companies. But what we feel is that the better we treat our customers, the better sales people they are for our software. And we found that to be true. 85% of the people who sign up for our software, it's because someone else told them, hey, you should check out this software. And what this has enabled us to do 
is not have a sales team. And so many people that I talk to are blown away that a software company does not have a sales team. Um, but we're able to do that because we put our customers so far in front of everything that we do that they feel cared for. They feel that we listen to them because really they are the only people who we are listening to. We aren't trying to go nab this big church in whatever and spend all time developing custom features for that. We develop features that work for all of our churches and um, they feel the love. So without having a sales team, I'm guessing in the early days back in 2006 when you started, has it always been organic uh, referrals like that? Or did you once upon a time, did you have salespeople? No, we've always been organic. Um, now, we, all of our support agents will talk to people who aren't customers, but they're not salespeople. They're there to give information about um, our software. And if the people like it, they can subscribe. If not, that's okay too. We know we're not the software that works for every church and we're okay with that. Uh, we just want to give people the information. Anyone can sign up for our software. They don't have to give us a credit card or anything. They can sign up and try it out and see if it works for them. And it's always been that way and it helps that organic growth. And so the thing about organic growth is that it starts small, like and it your growth is smaller and smaller and then it grows as time so for us we've grown a little bit more every year than we did the previous year and but over 15 years yeah that adds up well that's what i was going to say i mean I, when you said you've grown a little bit more every year like what in my mind i was thinking well you're being <laughs> you're being humble jeff because you've you've had really exponential growth. But what you just said is you've grown a little bit more than what you grew the last year. And then yeah. that year you grew more than what you grew the year before. So it's almost like the, uh, the, the, the bell curve of, you know, you're going higher and higher and higher and you're just, you, it's kind of like exponential growth, uh, which is a great place to be, especially like you said, having no sales team. Well, we got to take another quick break. We're going to be right back with Jeff Berg from Planning Center. I, the question that I want to ask you coming out of the break is you mentioned earlier, Jeff, you, you said we love what we do. And I'm guessing there's a lot of people that, that want to love what they do right now that are listening to the show that don't. So I want to get some advice from you as far as how people can pursue that. So we'll be right back with Jeff Berg right after the break. You're listening to Leader Worth Following with Matt Mizell right here on Vertical Radio. Well, welcome back to Vertical Radio. This is Matt, and we're hanging out with Jeff Berg, founder and uh, owner of a company called Planning Center out in California. They serve over 60,000 churches worldwide to help churches become more effective and better at what they do. We were talking about earlier before the break, Jeff, you had said uh, earlier in the conversation that you love what you do so much to the point where you have to tell your employees, don't work at home, don't work at night. You have to enforce boundaries because people just naturally love what they're doing. Talk a little bit about that of what's it like to have a, a role in a job that you love so much where you have to you have to walk away at some point from the computer because what you're doing is not work, it's a passion. Yeah. I think it's it's something about finding finding yourself. Like to, to do what you love, you have to know yourself well. And you have to spend time trying to figure out what that is. Uh, lucky for me, when I was young, I knew that eventually someday 
I wanted to do something with computers and more than likely I wanted to own my own business. And so, um, and then after that, I started getting into church and became a Christian and I'm like, oh man, I, I'd really like to connect these two things and really make something uh, amazing and great for people. And so I developed a passion for it and the passion is contagious. Um, the more I love my job, the more my um, employees love their job, as long as I'm loving them too. Like if I'm abusing them, of course they wouldn't love their job, <laughs> but uh, making sure that uh, I care for them and then care for my team. Uh, but it's, it's a hard thing. It's a task that honestly I continually have to work on to, uh, as a company grows and as what our churches require from us change, uh, I'm always having to figure out, okay, do I still love my job? How do I change it? And, um, going through that battle internally is sometimes hard and sometimes you have to make some hard yeah. choices. You know, it, you, you described earlier in the conversation about how you were on staff at a church in a different position and a graphics and website design position position, and then recognize that there was, uh, I guess, a, a better way of doing things because things were not as efficient as they could be, which was the birth of planning center. Perhaps there's people right now listening, Jeff, that are not coders. They're not website designers, but they want and perhaps even envy where you're at in the sense that, you know, so many people are thinking, I want to love what I do. And, and not everybody, of course, is going to be a pastor. Not everybody's going to be a website designer. So not everybody's going to be in one of our roles of between you and I, Jeff. But, but what would you say to them, to people listening right now, what advice would you give to them to find what they're passionate about, about how God's wired them how do they discover that about themselves? Oh, man. Uh, therapy? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I found a lot of uh, great stuff in, in counseling, uh, a lot about myself, a lot about how I work, what I love to do, uh, everything like that. But So I think it's part of that, and that's all around knowing yourself. And then the second part is exploring. What, what are you naturally drawn to? What do you like to do? And do it. Maybe it's not going to turn out to be a career, but if you're doing something you love as a hobby, that's, that's as impactful to your life as well. And I, I love the phrase of just do it. It's, you know, it's this a Nike statement of just, just do it. If you find something that you think that you might be interested in, do it. Yeah. I mean, on the side, I like, I love my job, but I also have woodworking and I'm nowhere near good enough to make stuff that people would pay for. That's not going to happen, but it brings me joy. And some days it brings me more joy than what's going on at work. Now I want to see some of the things that you've carved or done with woodworking so I can be your first paying customer <laughs> for your woodworking. <laughs> Well, we're, we're running a little low on time, Jeff, but I want to ask you this. What, what is one thing perhaps that if somebody's willing to take a step closer to being a, a better leader or a more Christ-like or godly leader or a leader worth following, what would, what would be one thing that you would challenge people to do today? What's one step they can take to be more of a, a good leader today? That's a tough one, but I, I think I'm actually going to go back to what I said kind of jokingly earlier. Uh, find a good counselor. 
find someone who can help you become a better you because the better you are as a person, the better your company is going to be. And, uh, it, a lot of the time, like problems roll uphill. And so you have, as a leader, you're going to have more stress and more burden on top of yourself on, on yourself. And so being able to have the tools to help process those yourself and then to help your employees process their problems is just so beneficial. And it all comes back again, coming back to the very beginning of our conversation, you care about people. And I think that's one of the things that stands out to me most about you, Jeff. And for as long as I've known you for, I don't know, five, six years or so, uh, you have always put people first and you've always been so selfless. And, you know, from my personal vantage point in my perspective, everything you've talked about is something that you demonstrate and you live out. You know, you're not one of those leaders and in planning center that says, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You live by example and you live uh, with, with character and integrity and you're not holding anybody else to a higher standard than you hold yourself. And, and I think that that is important. That's a, that's a great characteristic that you have. Well, thank you very much. For, I try high, hard to, to, uh, to emulate that um, for my staff and for everyone around. One of the things I love most about what you said is uh, you said passion is contagious. And I, I think that that likely is one of the reasons why your company is so successful is because I think people feel honored and blessed to work for Planning Center and work for you and for the other management that, that you have in place. And, uh, and I, I would encourage people, whatever role that they have, have, have such a passion for whatever it is that you're investing your time and resources in that it becomes contagious. Because as you've, as you've heard tonight with Jeff, he, he loves what he does so much that he has to intentional, be, be intentional about himself and his staff of flipping the off switch and saying, you got to go back to your family. You got to go back and take a vacation. We're going to force you to take a vacation. And that's just such a, an amazing place to be, to love what you do so much that you have to be reminded to take a break. Uh, so I would encourage people that are listening right now, find something that you're passionate about and invest in that. And that's going to become contagious and it's going to be an inspiring and motivating to other people. As you are, Jeff, thank you for your time today hanging out with us. We really appreciate you and love you, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Yeah. Well, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, PlanningCenter.com. You can find all of our products and uh, that's where we are. PlanningCenter.com. Jeff Berg, you're the man. I appreciate your time and uh, value you and your friendship and what you're doing for the, for the big kingdom. Hey, love you, buddy. Back at you. Thanks again to Jeff Berg for joining me on today's episode. Next week, we have a church planter named Chase Findell joining us to talk about how to build teams from the ground up. If you missed last week's show with professional skateboarder Brian Sumner, you can listen to that episode as a podcast at leaderworthfollowing.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of, if you happen to listen to this on a podcast, please give this show a rating. The higher the rating, the more people will be able to hear about how to become a leader worth following. Thanks for joining us tonight. Have a blessed week and we'll see you at the same place, same time next Sunday. Don't just be a leader be a leader worth following. Thanks for listening to Leader Worth Following with Matt Mizell right here on Vertical Radio. Produced by Sean Kelly and Devin Neely. For more information, visit leaderworthfollowing.com.